Chapter Twenty Three of Grandpa's Darlings by Pansy. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Twenty Three: Minnie's Wisdom. The two children together were almost too much for mortals to manage. What one couldn't think of, the other could, and endless were the plans that they got up that had to be nipped in the bud by some cruel mamma or auntie. In general, they agreed very well but there was occasionally a storm that would last for several minutes. I can seem to see Minnie now, as she came from the yard one morning, and curled herself in a desolate little heap in the great rocking chair. She looked forlorn enough to have lost all her friends, and she rocked to and fro in a dismal way, saying not a word to anybody. "'What is the matter?' I asked her at last, struck with the woebegone expression on her wise little face. What has happened to trouble you? Oh, nothing very much, I suppose, she said with a heavy sigh. Only, Auntie Bell, Gracie thinks this whole world was made on purpose for her and nobody else. It was a real trouble, but I could not keep from laughing. It was a good description of the positive little cousin, with her emphatic voice and determined views of things. Minnie had been used to being a very queen among her friends. Hardly anybody disputed her right to rule. But she did it with a graceful prettiness, winning her way by kisses and caresses, where anything more positive would have barred the door. This was not by any means Gracie's way she ruled because it was right to do so-and-so or wrong to say this and that and many a discussion they had the difference between them is just this grandpa said one day when we had been talking about them minnie kisses her auntie into giving her just what she wants and gracie will not take it as a gift unless she can make you understand that it is her right still minnie was very wise in her own eyes too she thought that she understood everything that she saw going on and often took occasion to explain what other people did when they were in straits one day her auntie had occasion to write a hurried note and as was a usual thing when they were wanted no pencil could be found in our house they have a very provoking way you know of going and hiding themselves just when they are needed what in the world shall i do she said glancing nervously at the clock i wanted to have this note reach him before he left the office why don't you take pen and ink i suggested because every bit of ink in the house is in the study and that is locked this afternoon the papa had some papers that he didn't want the children to meddle with and so he turned the key before he went out minnie had been in her auntie's company for only a few days and was rather afraid of her but the desire to give information as well as a desire to help overcame her timidity and she came with soft speech to the table auntie i have often seen papa write with a feather when he hadn't a pencil if you like i can go to the barnyard and get you a feather i know where there is a white one dear me how we laughed and how her little sweet lips puckered and a surprised tear stood in her eye she had made such an effort to give help 
Still, she was perfectly certain that her words were true, and even after we had explained the mystery of writing with a feather, she looked doubtful, and was found slyly trying it with a piece of the tail of the old yellow rooster before she could feel perfectly certain that we were right and she was wrong. It reminded me of a day when we took her to ride, and having gone a new road, part of it through the woods, she began to fear that we did not know the way home. Her uncle explained to her that, although he had never been that way, he knew by the way the sun was setting, and by the way he turned his horse when he started, that the road would surely lead into the main one by which we were to go home. She couldn't see what the sun had to do with the matter, and she evidently thought it absurd to suppose that he knew anything about roads when all he did was to shine with all his might away up in the sky so she only looked as sober as a judge and said in a low dismal tone every once in a while i hope uncle ross is right but i don't know and that child never will succeed in knowing much that she doesn't see right before her her papa said i hope i am mistaken but i am afraid it is going to be very hard for her to trust Sometimes her reasoning led her into very funny places, and sometimes she succeeded in making things very embarrassing for us. They had a nice old lady at Grandma's to wash for them. The first time Minnie ever saw her, the old lady will not soon forget what she said. I had the care of the little lady that morning, and feeling afraid that the sight for the first time of a colored person might frighten her, I tried while I was dressing her to explain about the washerwoman. When we came from the bedroom, she went at once to the kitchen to see the strange sight that she had been hearing about. There was Mrs. Leggins, rubbing away with all her might, her white eyes and her white teeth both seeming to smile on the astonished little girl who stood and looked at her. From the crown of her woolly head, neatly arranged under a turban, to the trim boots on her feet, Minnie gazed, letting her eyes wander up and down the tall form as if she couldn't take in the whole of her at once. Then they began to turn from her to some object near the stove, then back to her face again. At last she went to the stove and took up the poker. Very slowly and gravely she passed her hand down its length. The result was a black hand. By this time Mrs. Leggins had stopped her tune on the washboard and was watching the little girl with laughing eyes. She put down the poker and went with shy steps to the old lady's side. She was very timid and a soft little pink flush spread over her face, but she seemed to have decided that there was an important fact to be proved and she mustn't shrink from the work. So she touched with three very soft and gentle fingers the fat black arm bared to the elbow then looked long and steadily at them surprise seemed at last to get the better of her fears for she spoke in a clear ringing voice the poker is black and so are you but the black rubs off the poker and it doesn't off of you what makes the difference now wasn't that a lovely thing to say to a nice old colored lady i didn't know what to say I was almost afraid to look up for fear the old lady's face would show me that she felt very much hurt. I might have known better than that. She had too much good sense. 
her face and eyes and teeth all seemed to laugh at once she shook and bent forward and rolled her eyes and it was several minutes before she could speak at all minnie meantime looked at her with a grave astonished face and the next thing she said showed the direction of her thoughts will you be all white in heaven this almost made the rest of us laugh again not so the old lady she was sobered at once bless your heart honey she said that is a thing to think of sure enough and i don't know as i ever thought about it before but as sure as i am a living woman i shouldn't wonder if we would it is worth while to try for it anyhow bless her innocent little heart her old auntie will try to have a white soul and as we went back to the sitting-room gracie's auntie whispered to me if her grandpa were here he would say out of the mouths of babes and sucklings god has ordained strength End of chapter 23